for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. Sorry for yelling in your ears like that. Uh, we're back with another episode. Uh, I am Andre Brower. Wow, I was also going to be Andre Brower, so okay. now I'm Andre Brower's um, beloved uh, pet, maybe, if he had one. Or just Ray Holt, be Captain Ray. Oh, duh! I'm Captain Holt. Yes, and this is the read. Thank you for coming back. And obviously, we've both heard the news about Andre Brower passing away. And yeah. yeah, man, that is a talent who has been around for a long time. A face that you know, even if you didn't know the name, one of those. But kind of came um, back around in fame with Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think that's probably what a lot of people. Um, know him from and just yeah that that really shocked me like he was only 61 so yeah rest in peace to that to that icon though he was such a good villain in the mist a movie you never saw because it's scary oh you're right i didn't and it was for that reason (laughs) (laughs) he was like it's a the mist is a movie about like this mist that comes out of nowhere into this small town i don't remember where and then it's just like oh my god where's this weird mist and then it turns out there are all these scary monsters in the mist that are harming of people course, and it's like course. where do they come from and so this man who was just like having to go to the grocery store they end up all getting like the the they bar down or lock down the grocery store that they're in mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like this scary movie where all these people are stuck in a grocery store for days because they can't go out into the smiths because it's harming people and so the people start going crazy and turning on each other and not knowing yeah. who to trust or whatever and he's in the mix of that and he does a really good job of being a bad guy not the worst of the worst that was Marsha Gay Harden I love this movie I like her too wait a minute now is it that scary like can I watch it or am I going Am I gonna scream? I don't think you'll. I I don't think you. It's for you. Okay. I don't, I, I tr- and I trust honestly, your judgment. It's not like big jump scare scary, but it is quite unsettling. Mm. Um, and the monsters killing people is unpleasant as well. Okay, all right. But as far as like the psychological aspect to it, it's fantastic. Mm. See, I love thrillers. If y'all could just leave it there. 
psychologically scary and not somebody, you know, being decapitated. That would be great. And the monsters are all Lovecraftian, which is, I love. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I might watch The Mist later. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the show. This is uh, us wrapping up 2023, girl. That's right. It came and went. (laughs) Didn't it? Well, it did for didn't me. It, it did it, it not. Did. For, I it agree did. with you. It, okay, I thought you said did it. Like, nah, it kind of. No, I said back. didn't it. Even though I don't know, grad school kind of makes everything feel like it's going slow. This semester even went by faster than I thought it would. Watch yeah, next semester be the one that drags. Different. Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> similar similar experiences, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Or at least similar effects. But yeah, we're here. We're here. We're queer. Do something about it. What was the last part of that? We want to get married in the ocean. <laughs> That's not it. That's the one from Arrested Development. They remixed it because <laughs> they were they were protesting. Oh, um, we're here. We're queer. Oh, I don't know. Get over it. Do something. Oh, uh, maybe it was get used something. to I it. I think it's get. I think it's get used to it. So they get used to it or get over. Yeah, it. something like that. Whatever. Um, oh, yep. get used to it right there. I still have it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, they have not. And looking no, like it might take them some time to come around. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So let's begin with, well, Ness. Checks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm doing fine, I guess. The semester is almost over. I have one more class tonight. And then some uh, papers to turn like, in. Still be in school. <laughs> right. I still have a couple of papers to write, an exam to turn in. Um, but I should be able to knock that out and be okay. And, you know, of course, Beyonce posted this 10-year anniversary thing on her Instagram. And Your so that... friend? <laughs> Beyonce? My cousin Beyonce, um, yeah, posted that video of me on her Instagram. So... That's been very thrilling. First of all, to be reminded that it's been a whole ass decade since self-titled. Like I wasn't really prepared for that. But you know what? We're all <laughs> rotting, aren't we? <laughs> a decade since self-titled dropped. Um, and the way she truly changed the game with that. And then, you know, just being reminded of me and Mary and Francesca on that damn Google Hangout. Just talking about scandal, girl. Just talking about scandal. And then here we go. Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm sorry. Like, you were genuinely <laughs> frazzled. I was losing it. Yes. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, That is delicious. I'm pretty good. I'm so tired. I spent pretty much all of Monday asleep. And good tired. Like, mm-hmm. good. You put a whole bunch of emotion and work into the past... 10 days you just close your eyes yeah, <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's what that was about and i'm still um looking forward to a nap but i'm good i feel mm-hmm. very good good so, you, you should know, that happens mm-hmm. it's a nice reminder that it, it happens to feel good mm-hmm. every now and then yeah so that's 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 great um so, Black Excellence. Okay. Let's see what we have here for Black Excellence this week. We're going to go ahead and give it over to 
Uh, Big Daddy Teeth. Yay, my dad. Queen Latifah made history as the first woman to rap to earn the Kennedy Center Honors. Kennedy mm. Center Honors Award. It's the highest award for a performer in the nation. The event takes place at the Capitol uh, with Jill and her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and other honorees included Dionne Warwick, uh, Renee Fleming. Mm. Um, her award was presented by Kerry Washington. Uh, Moni Love was there. Missy was there. Rhapsody, MC Light. Um, I see here Chloe Bailey and Gladys Knight performed in honor of Dionne mm-hmm. Warwick. Uh, and, you know, Queen Latifah gave a very nice speech. Uh, she's an icon, a legend. Really uh, is. You know, the rest. And so I thought that was really cool. Love that for her. Very, very, very well-deserved. And, yeah, it's it's just wild because Queen Latifah is just so successful, so gorgeous, has every reason to not be humble, you know? And still, when she opens her mouth, it's always, you know, like, she's just so gracious and staying present and living in the moment and, you know, seems to be really appreciative of everything that she has. So, Congratulations, Dad. Love you so much. Jordan Foster's made history as the youngest and first Black woman director of football operations at North Carolina A&T. Yay. Jordan Foster's from PG County. <laughs> Remembers being a fan of football since... You know, we got PG County girls in the <laughs> chat. Oh, yeah. Um, Remembers being a fan of football since a young girl. She was a fan of the Denver Broncos along with her father. Um, Also got slack in school for not being a Washington Commanders or Baltimore Ravens fan. Uh, She enrolled at North Carolina AT with the goal of becoming a sports agent during an internship with Quality Control Sports and an NFL experience ship, which is (laughs) hilarious, hilariously named. Mm-hmm. She shifted her career focus, and her friends encouraged her to reach out to NCAT previous, their previous director of football operations, Jaquan J. Respass. Uh, once she got in contact with him, sorry if I said your name wrong, Jay, she pitched him a job that didn't exist, which was a football operations intern. <laughs> he got welcomed to the team, uh, wanting to be part of her journey as a young Black woman trying to break into the industry. She recently mm-hmm. left NCAT for a job with the Cardinals in Arizona. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Jordan, uh, Jaquan left right. NCAT for Arizona, and Jordan picked up his job. It was a three-month-long betting process, but when it boils down to it, you know the name, you know the face, <laughs> you know the body, you know the game. <laughs> So congratulations. Congratulations, congratulations, Jordan Foster, Jordan. girl. Love that for you. That's such a, I mean, football is just such a male-dominated industry anyway. And so right, right, right. to, yeah, be the youngest director of football operations and the first Black woman, like, you did that, girl. Congrats. At a great university, too. Mm-hmm. So good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's time for Black Act. Nope. <laughs> it's time. For the pop culture segment, we call Hot Tops Five Nights at Freddy's. I might have done that one. But mm-hmm. shout out to y'all fucking a nigga named Freddy. I, I don't remember that. that joke. <laughs> 
Um, all right. What's in the toy box today besides garbage? Oh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that first. So remember when we talked about Lupita Nyong'o and Joshua Jackson? Why does it seem like they really are together? (laughs) So that's here. Um, They were seen holding hands, walking through Joshua Tree. I would have never called that man. I get it. (laughs) No, we get it. Oh, my gosh. I just, there's a delightfully racist joke in in there, and I'm going to just leave it at that. Maybe I will tell it one day. I can't do it. Anyway, all right. Yeah, not today. Someone's gonna know what I'm talking about, or said me. This is what you guys was gonna say. It wasn't. It? Yes. <laughs> anyway, they were also spotted leaving an Erewhon last week <laughs> in LA. I still don't know how to say this shit because moving to LA is what introduced me to that. Is that place anywhere else? I don't think so. I think Erewhon is is a uniquely Californian experience. <laughs> it's weird to me. Like, what are y'all? What are y'all doing in there? <laughs> I get breakfast from there sometimes. I mean, like, order breakfast from there. I don't think I've ever stepped inside of one. It looks like a Whole Foods, I guess. Or so like it's Nelson's. just, it's just like healthy shit. It's a grocery store. I don't even know if you would say healthy shit. I thought it was like a, like a restaurant type place where you could go, like, make organic sea moss smoothies or some shit. And probably. Okay, maybe I don't really get Erewhon, but every time I see a TikTok about somebody going to Erewhon, it it just looks like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it could be it in New York, like but it belongs in California. Yeah, okay, well, Like right. I said, I've ordered breakfast from them before, and the breakfast was good, so there you have it. That's all I, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, they were also spotted at a uh, Janelle Monet concert in October. Um... Not long after it was reported that Lupita had broken up with her ex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Joshua's wife of three years also had filed for divorce around the same time. So it looks like they are, they are actually dating each other, which <laughs> I'm like, mm, Lupita, if you're happy, I'm happy for you, sis. Like, you know, the girls know who you came to see. <laughs> don't make me get off. Like, you know what yeah. I'm gonna see. Exactly, exactly. I just don't make me get off this beat. I remember we talked about it when they were both at the concert, and I was like, mm, they was probably just standing near each other. You know, she just got out of a relationship. He just bought no child. They <laughs> they immediately said, No, no, no. You you misinterpreted. We are very much together and you know, as long as she's happy, as long as she is happy, he I'm not invested in. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care. But as long as Lupita is feeling good about this white man, then fine. I would love to know what Jody's side of the story is, though. This whole irreconcilable mm-hmm. differences, reason for divorce. I would love to know more about that. Mm-hmm. But she probably, you know, so. probably going to leave us out of her business. But yeah, I can't blame you. Though. Can't blame you for that, girl. Not I enough do. celebrities willing to do that shit. So, I mean, he's handsome. I'll give him that. So it's not like I'm gonna say what the entire fuck is going on. But yeah, I don't know these people, mm-hmm. and I'm a fan of the the black women involved in this conversation. Exactly. And right. I really, really liked the show Fringe, in which Joshua Jackson acted. Okay, never seen that. There you have it. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like X-Files-ish. 
Mm. Uh, it came out, I think, late 2000s or something like that. It was a good, like, a good show. I never watched him on that other, like, the one he's famous, famous for. Mm-hmm. Dawson's Creek? Yeah. Dawson's I think it's Creek. Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Not <Okay>. Seventh Heaven. <laughs> yeah. Seventh Heaven is that other one. Yeah, that's the one with uh, Justin Timberlake wife on it. Somebody Bill. Yeah, Jessica. Jessica Bill. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, well, yeah, I just wanted to say something because I couldn't believe how wrong I was, but yeah, real wrong. Yeah, they, they're they're There the they beach. are. Yep, so yep, so. yep. Already, yeah. Good for her. Um, what else do we have here? Kodak Black was arrested for... Kodak Black was arrested on the 7th of December in Plantation, Florida. Yikes. During a traffic stop, he was caught swallowing a mouthful of cocaine. He was originally pulled over for parking his Bentley in an area that blocked off the road. When they approached the car, officers found Kodak Black inside to sleep. Of course, they smelled weed. Come on, let's be honest. Of course. When an officer went to run his license information, the cop witnessed white powder falling from the wrapper. <laughs> then, what? White powder falling from the wrapper's mouth? This is, okay. This He's pleaded not guilty possession of cocaine, tampering f- with physical evidence, and improper stopping. Uh, he's currently out of jail on a $5,000 bond. I think I read somewhere after this that he said that he does like feel like he has a, a drug problem. Yeah. Like that, that he's going to work on. But, I mean, that doesn't shock me looking at him. But good to read at least that it seems like no one got hurt. Well, yes, thank God for that. Thank God for that. And, um, you know, if he is admitting or acknowledging a problem, they say um, that's like the first step or some shit. Um, well, (laughs) um, yes, being aware that you have a problem is the first step. Now, whether you actually are in a place to want to do something about that is a completely different question. Yeah. But but knowing that you abuse these drugs, being able to say that, that's important. So, I mean, I guess good for him. Every time Kodak Black is in the news, it's for something stupid or, like, violent. So, <sighs> nigga, this could have gone so much worse. Like, how do they find your car parked with the taillights on, blocking part of the road, window halfway down, and you inside asleep? Like, not even just causing an accident. Somebody could have just came up and murdered you. Dumped your body on the side of the road and took your shit. Ryan Leslie tells TMZ that Cassie uh, is allegedly preparing for a tour or planning a tour. uh, That they've been in touch since around 2017 when their once mutual manager, uh, Ed Woods, passed away. Um, And since then, they've apparently discussed music and they come back to music for her as well as a possible, uh, yeah, performing okay. tour. We'll see how that moves in the future. I mean, I'd say if she's going to do it, now's definitely the time, girl. Um, yeah, yeah. And... I mean, okay. I mean, what? I mean, no, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make it make sense in my head without sounding shady, because, like... 
obviously I support Cassie as a victim and getting her things, but like, do you mean she's joining some larger tour with like a bunch of other artists or, cause I don't know Cassie's, I don't know Cassie's music well enough to, to know whether she could hold down an entire show by herself. Like, does she have 90 minutes of songs that people know or even an hour? Um, I don't think she would have, I don't know about 90 minutes. Um, I think that she had, I think that she has 90 minutes worth of music that, that directed and produced the right way could make a good show. Would you recognize all of that music? Probably not. Even Mm -hmm. as someone who does enjoy Cassie. But he, like I said, they, they're they a legend that, you know, she might be working on new music as well. So maybe there will be some, some something that comes out, actually. Mm. Probably something, whether it's a song or body music or something like that. Probably something before an actual tour comes out. But no shame. I'll go down to, you know, a decent place and listen to Cassie do Me, me and You, mm-hmm. a long way to go, in just one night. I think all produced by Ryan Leslie on that first album. Okay. Um, and then there's like it's a couple of other songs I feel like that were more released during her Diddy era or whatnot. But mm-hmm. the songs that like I'll still put on and vibe to by Cassie was when she was working with this very same person. Right. Right. <laughs> so I get it. the idea of that possibly she is still working with that person or has gone. And is reconnected with them in the realm of music does get me interested. I also mm. support her as a fucking <laughs> as a victim as well. So I'll probably go, go grab a pom pom regardless of whether <laughs> or not I go out and watch it, just because I'm a support her and I'm not gonna front like I don't like some of Cassie's music. Mm. It's been a while since I've heard a song from her. You mm. know what I mean? I'm not gonna like lie, but she has made some music with Ryan Leslie I really like, so it's possible they could do it again, and if so, good for her. I I support it. Yeah, I would be really interested in hearing a new Cassie project away from, from that nigga, you know, doing shit completely differently, being a grown woman, married with kids and all that. I would be interested to hear, like, how her music changes. Because, you know, something I don't know for sure, but I feel like most of Cassie's performing career it felt like people making decisions for her. Yes. And I didn't really that feel like thing. she had a lot of say so in the creative aspect of what she was doing. Yes. She was also incredibly young. Mm-hmm. So, as you say, now as a grown woman with two kids and a completely different perspective on the industry, I am kind of curious on what, given space to mm-hmm. be on her own, what that would look like. But Yeah. We supported Cassie over here today, so, uh, you know. Absolutely. You know, it just didn't make sense to me that when I first heard it, I'm, when which it was just now when you said it. a lot of people except <laughs> yeah. black gays born between, <laughs> like, 85 and 95. <laughs> so. That's a very specific uh, group of people, but I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, rooting for her, for sure, but, you know. One oomph oomph, <laughs> and she's set. All Cassie needs is an Untoons, mm-hmm. which she has done. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. And she's sad. So let's keep it away. Good, Good luck, madam. Yes. Uh, what else do we have in my bag of tricks? My bag of tricks. 
Let's talk about uh, Cardi B's saying she's single. Oh, Lord. Again, the same wound, Flav. <laughs> the same wound. Oh, the Cardi. same wound, Flav. Do I look like I give a fuck? Because <laughs> I don't. Man, TV used to be so fun. It did. <laughs> so, um, look, man, Cardi B and Offset be broke up every two, three weeks. So this isn't like gag worthy, <laughs> but it feels like, I guess, for whatever reason, this one is sticking. Because hmm. they'll usually like be at each other's throats for a weekend or for like seven to eight days. Mm-hmm. Um, it usually feels like Cardi B trying to hold her husband accountable for for his bullshit. Yeah. And him being like, hey, I'm gonna go. <laughs> um, I just like, keep my perspective. Um, but yeah, I guess there were rumors around for a while that stuff was off and then there was a rumor that just came out about Offset cheating with a girl missing a tooth. And then Cardi went on live and said, you know, I've been single for a minute now. And that she was, like, afraid to say something because she didn't know how to say something. But she's excited for the future. Meanwhile, Offset was apparently seen out with a model in, where were they? Miami? Yeah. Tuesday night, he was seen in Miami with a model by the name of London Perry. So, mm, okay. I mean, that could be nothing. I actually didn't even look at the pictures. Let me look at them right now. Yeah, it yeah, sounds this... more like Cardi was saying, you know, don't come to me about him cheating because it's not cheating. He is single and he can right, do that. I don't, <laughs> don't come to me, right? <laughs> don't come to me about what that man is doing because he is allowed. I'm just surprised oh it God. didn't. These people are out in public and she is standing next to him. <laughs> like, and that's I don't all. Know. And that is all I'm looking the fuck at. Okay. Hmm. Ew, I wouldn't gag if these two never met each other before this picture. So, like, what do y'all be talking about? Anyways. You yeah. Know, well, they we know. And I'm happy for them. The internet is is messy about shit like that. Photographs and, and shit when they want to be, though. They'll, they'll spin whatever narrative they want to, but I'm just curious. Hmm. Hmm. I'm, I think for me, it does have this feeling of it's for real this time because TMZ didn't break the news. Like, I honestly didn't hear nothing about them being separated until Cardi said it. Now, I don't keep up with, you know, the Stan accounts and blogs and all. So I, maybe it's been swirling for a while and I just am late, but. I didn't hear nothing about them being separated. Last, I thought they was happy because he bought her the most beautiful painting. Did you see that painting he got her for her birthday? It is no. stunning. Oh my I saw god! All the rose petals all over the damn ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, the painting he got for her is just—it was just very striking. And so that was the last I knew of Cardi and Offset. You know, they would—they had put that song out. They had all them kids in the video. So. I didn't know there was anything wrong, but it seems like whatever it was, Cardi didn't take us through the breaking up process like she usually does. Normally, she'd get on live or whatever, start fussing, ah, niggas, blah, blah, blah. Seemed like this time, she got all that out of her system privately. <laughs> and now that it's yeah. done really settled in, now she's letting us know what is going on, but she's not like in the process of trying to separate from this nigga. They are separated. So, yeah. 
So maybe it will stick this time. You know, she said a bunch of shit about knowing your worth and not settling for shit that's not good for you or whatever. Weighing you down. Got to prioritize yourself. Put yourself first. You know, all the shit you say when you're going through a breakup. So pretty much. Yeah, man, good for her. Honestly, if the if the relationship is not working, if it is something dumb like cheating, where you done had to get offset together publicly multiple times behind cheating, then I can see being like, nigga, like like you acting like I'm not Cardi B. Right. <laughs> you acting like I can't find nobody else, can't go out here and do whatever the fuck I want to do and be just fine. So I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah. If this ain't where you want to be, you got to go. Yeah. You you can go if that's really gonna be an issue for you. So and that's good for her. I say good for you, sis. Yeah. Okay. Fuck all that extra shit and fuck baggage and all that fuckery, whatever. We ain't going into the new year with none of that on our spirits. Hello and goodbye. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Someone who might be, though, you know, getting back into relationships, one Tamar Braxton and this white man with this swoop bang that upsets me so much. Because it's like... <laughs> Why would you say it like that? It's, it's just something so upsetting about it. It's just very... 
Yeah. <laughs> very plantation owner. Very like. Yeah. It's something about him. It gives overseer. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, Tamar done been, you know, I guess dating this white man that she found on TV or whatever for a couple of months, a little while. Um, and then they broke up. I didn't pay attention why, because I didn't care. Um, and then I guess at some point during their breakup, the white man, JR, he, and then like, his name's Jeremy Robinson, but of course he goes by Je- I'm just, okay. So he, at some point, was in uh, the DMs of one Tommy from Love and Hip Hop and Baddies fame. And, you know, just doing the typical hoe in the DM thing. And that progressed to them being spotted at an, uh, an Atlanta Hawks game sometime last month. And that was just this, oh, Tamar's, Tamar's white man is out with Tommy. Oh, my God. What is, what is, now that's TV, I have to say about this. It's just like, okay, go. <laughs> so, um, since then, Tamar and uh, Jeremy have re-reconciled, rekindled their love affair. And Tamar was recorded at a performance she had at the House of Blues where she said, girl, that's why I had to get my man back, y'all. And I know y'all lying if y'all thought I was going to let my man go because he took some crackhead to a basketball game. Oh, okay. So why? The crackhead in question then responded <laughs> uh, via a series of videos where Tommy alleged that... Uh, Jeremy was thirsty. Um, all she had to do was send him one compliment. And, you know, he was ready to fly her out. That she never really took him seriously. He talks bad about Tamar behind her back and was telling mm. her all Tamar's business, including the fact that that show is not sold out the way she's saying it is. Bop, 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 bop. Um, and my favorite part of the story was when Tamar said, I mean, when Tommy said that she knew not to take Jeremy seriously, uh, she knew it wasn't going to be shit when he paid for their room at the Waldorf, Waldorf with points. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I think I maybe have ever heard. <laughs> now um, she got turned off because he used points. She said that that man ate her ass and she sent him on his way. Oh, well. Um, And she also, you know, did step on um, my first point, which is the fact that both of them are Black women. Yeah. What are they getting mixy for over, you know. This white man. Yes, why is that happening? And there you have it. I feel like there's a big age difference here between Tommy and Tamar. Probably not as big as you think, but Tamar is older than her, yeah. Oh, shit. You're right. I did not think Tommy Lee was 39 fucking years old. Holy shit. No. The way she (laughs) acts? No, I thought that girl was like 27. Sorry. (laughs) 
because she is childish as shit. Ooh, uh-uh. Oh, damn. Okay. 39, <laughs> sis. You do got to tighten up. What the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, But, yeah, all of this behind this. He must be extremely rich. Don't he own some shit? He I think that's... What point? <laughs> and, like, I don't understand how that's so bad. You... It's... The, you get the points because you spend a lot of money. That's like, what I said, but <laughs> I don't think she... That's fine. Yeah, it sounds like he did it on purpose. Um, and that's really shade to you, sweetheart, because he was like, the fuck, I'm gonna spe- uh, spend actual fucking money on a hotel with this bitch for it. Like, <laughs> nah, this state can get points. Actually, now that I think about it from, like, a different perspective, he kind of ate you up on that and ain't say nothing, but it's Okay. <laughs> said, I don't even take you seriously enough to pay for this room again. Maybe I'm different because I save up. I'm. I feel like I'm stockpiling all my points for when I no oh, longer yes, no. have money. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I'm saving all of my millions of points, and I'm just like, no, this is for when I won't. I don't have air airplane money no more. For when I don't have hotel money no more, I will have my points. So to me, I'm for damn sure not spending points on a nigga. Like, <laughs> no. It was worth gold, but... Well, you should be spending anything on a nigga. That's what I'm oh, well, unfortunately, I don't buy things for niggas, but I pay for experiences for myself and then tell niggas Include that they can them. come if they want to. Yes. That's a problem, too. So it is, it is. But what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't found out the answer yet. See, this is why I'm gonna I'm gonna just keep it cute and stay single um for a while, at least until the new year. I'm gonna I'm gonna um I'm gonna just grow up a little bit when it comes to this dating game. <laughs> I feel like even though I have matured quite a lot, especially over the past seven years, it's some shit like why am I still doing this? Why am I still entertaining y'all in this way? So maybe that has to stop. But yeah, this just seems childish and ridiculous and this oh i had to go get my man back and calling this girl a crackhead like for what did did she do something to you do y'all have like personal beef otherwise because coming at another black woman behind a white man who fucked both of y'all is just it just seems wild to me as a fellow adult megan has responded to her ex it looks like this may have just happened. Yep, today. I actually don't care. If this man is saying, I didn't cheat on her, I didn't do that, well, why the fuck is you responding to me? Do you know how many niggas y'all claim I don't fuck with? Why are you answering? Why are you trying to make that shoe fit? Was it you getting your dick sucked in the same spot I was sleeping in? If you said it wasn't you, why the hell is you dissing me? Hmm. If you say I wasn't talking to you, I wasn't talking to you. You just wanted to find a reason to bash me. It seems very strategic. What is this on Instagram? Yeah, this was on Instagram Mm. today. Yeah, I saw her talking about the Tory Lane situation, but I didn't I didn't see this part about party. But I did see her being like, you know, you get everybody online to care about this shit and y'all care more about what happens on Instagram than what happens in real life, but like the one thing you won't do is take the stand and say, I didn't shoot her. Kelsey did it. Like, your your defense says Kelsey did it, but you can't say it. Like, Kelsey can't even get on the stand and be like, I didn't do it. Like, 
all of y'all are just messy and I know exactly who shot me and I said it and that's why your ass is in jail now and ain't no new evidence like nigga you did it period so I'm glad that Meg is feeling good enough to like to just really put these niggas in their place because they've been trying her and playing with her all fucking year. They have really been, like, it's been egregious. So I'm glad she's saying something. My only connection to Partisan Fontaine is through his connection to women surrounding him. And I would say most people who have heard of him would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, not even no shade. He should prioritize that. The the women like no, ghostwriting. Prioritize the fact that none of us know or give a <laughs> fuck about anything that has anything to do with him, unless it's related to. Yeah, if he has a stuff. if he has like a solo career full of music, I don't know it. Like. I heard him on that one song with Cardi, and I think that's about it. That backing with it up song. Cardi. Yep, that's all I'm And that's like, like, to your point, does Partisan have a single with just him on it? I've never heard it, if so. I'm sure that he does. Mm. But, that's, but that's not what you chart for, and that's not what you make the news for. Mm. Okay. I had another joke that wasn't racist, but it would sound racist. So I feel like that's perfect. Do you know what? Do you know one day Monkey won't play piano song? Play piano song? Who? Do I know what? <laughs> no. Why are you taking yourself down? I cannot even hear you. What is the joke, nigga? I missed it. I'm such a freak. Oh my god. So the Beatles. <laughs> what you don't know? One day, monkey won't play piano song. One day, monkey won't play no piano. <laughs> no, I I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> so what is the fucking song? The Beatles has a song where where um, I think it's Paul McCartney is trying. He says something in French. But it sounds like he's saying one day monkey won't play piano song, play yes. piano song. Okay. And there was an episode was an episode of the Powerpuff Girls oh, Lord. That, that ended in that line where this lady who was a zookeeper said, One day monkey won't play piano song. Play piano song. Bye. And she just like walked off. <laughs> and I this to myself. <laughs> I, to myself, have said that randomly since I was a child because I've always thought it was hilarious. So I wanted to end that by saying one day Monkey will play piano song just because that's naturally a joke that's funny to me. But y'all can pick up Mercury. Oh, my God. There is a lot going on. (laughs) Okay. Well, I... I thank you. Thank you for that. Oh my gosh. Please go on. What is it on? Max? Go on Max and watch the episode of the Powerpuff Girls. It's called The Beat Alls or Don't That Beat All. Something like that. Where the villains made a Your memory is something else. (laughs) 
Oh my god, that episode is so funny because it has so many random Beatles references in it and a whole bunch of dumb shit. But mm-hmm. that ending has cracked me up my whole life. And I don't know why it just came to me, but I wanted to say it and you know nobody would know what I'm yep. talking about. <laughs> it's going to be about five of y'all that are like, oh my God, I love that song. I know that episode. One day, Monkey won't play piano songs. <laughs> out of nowhere, bro. It was so funny. <laughs> okay, now I'm left. Oh, I don't even God, I love the shows I watched when I was growing up. They were so good. Like, <laughs> they used to write some funny shit back in the day. Anyway, is that it? I'm done. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. Okay. Me, is there, let me just do one scroll. Um, no. I don't know that you gave a damn about any of these. (laughs) Oh, I do kind of want to talk about this. See murder. Did you see what see murder said after after Monica? No. (laughs) So apparently, Monica said that um, you know, she and see murder weren't together anymore. And that he, like, broke her heart. Mm-hmm. Um, she even said in the comment, I haven't said his name in two years. Can y'all follow my lead like y'all did when I brought him up? <laughs> That's funny. God, damn. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> she ain't that. Now I see why Nikki want her on that album. Um... C. Murder put on Instagram, I don't know why someone feels the need to publicly bash a person that's fighting for their life. I'm a black male fighting and hoping for freedom one day. You want to speak on something? Let's talk about freeing us Louisiana inmates still held illegally and unconstitutionally by a racist Jim Crow law (laughs) through a non-retroactive 10 to non-unanimous jury. Facts. (laughs) I'm asking all celebrities against racism to visit this website. <laughs> Damn, it's a long ass URL. Louisiana Businesses Against Racist Laws.com. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, girl, good luck. But the idea that can't nobody say nothing about you because you're in jail, in jail for some shit that you did, by the way. Like, I don't. That don't make sense. Like, why would you? What did he say? Why would you kick a man while he down or while he Publicly going through it? Bash Pu- a man while he's fighting for his life. Well, why are you fighting for your life? How did you find the nerve to break my heart? Well, how did you find the time? You so busy I'm fighting the for your results of that. <laughs> like, mm, I don't, I don't understand, sir. Like, it don't. That how don't make sense to break me. Your heart? He probably said some just foul shit. Because what the fuck else could this nigga do? <laughs> like, what? how could a nigga break your heart for prison? Maybe he's fucking a CO. And she found out. You know what? It, it's not even like that is impossible. <laughs> I'm not even... You are so right. It could happen. <laughs> the possibilities literally are still endless. The way a nigga will... Like, how you... You invented a way to cheat on me. You're supposed to be... <laughs> safely in prison. I'm not even talking about all the consensual homosexual sex that goes on in jail. I'm talking about like, you know what? Hopefully Monica, there's no need to do this. Hopefully she has learned her lesson about trying to invest and build with somebody who does not currently um, 
have the ability to invest in you back. And so let that be that. But to him be like, how dare you publicly bash me when I'm going through this? You was going through this anyway. You have been, he has been in jail since 2009. (laughs) So like this, you was going through this anyway. The real question is, why would you do something to break my heart knowing that I'm out here trying to hold you down? To me, but you know, I don't don't go by nigga logic. And like, you weren't bashed. Like the overall sentiment was was literally, I got my heart broken. It's okay. It happens. Learning from it, moving on, laughing about it. Mm. God bless y'all. Yeah, she didn't even drag you. Yeah, you at all. It's just letting you know. First of all, I'm gonna have to say something because people connect us together. People are still assuming we're together even though I have a new man and you still locked up. So at some point I'm probably going to have to say that I'm not with you anymore because people mm-hmm. are going to be running all over the place going, where's he not? Where's he? And I'm not trying to hear this shit. You're probably not trying to hear this shit either. So the right. fact of the matter is we're not together. My heart was broken. It no longer is. Good night. Like this to me shows it probably had a lot to do with your energy and just frustration with still being in the situation that you're in while this fine-ass, bad-ass, mm-hmm. like, down-ass bitch is out here, frees a bird, living her life, regardless of how invested she is in you. Because, you know, niggas don't want y'all to know this, but they're incredibly sensitive. Like, <laughs> super deep-duper motherfucking yeah, they are. sensitive. <laughs> like, furthermore nobody is going to say fuck prison reform because see murder broke monica's heart (laughs) nobody not one person is going to stop the campaign or like you know loose themselves of the desire to see you free from prison or to see fucked up racist laws um you know Continue like that just because you broke Monica's heart. Like that's not right. Monica's not even who like started the free C murder thing. If anything, she reminded motherfuckers yeah. that you were still locked up and that we should still be having that conversation. So like I think if anything, you probably realize the power that she has and the difference that she makes, and maybe you're a little upset that mm. you know you fumbled that bag, but. I don't know why we're doing this when niggas know that niggas will always fight for niggas. Mm. Loud, wrong, you know, proud, right. It don't matter what the fuck. Like, niggas are not going to stop trying to support you just because Monica says something. Now, that also said, it's usually the Monicas, and by that I mean Black women, that actually get in the (laughs) field and do something about it. And Kim Kardashian, (laughs) like, it's usually... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your favorite rap nigga and the members of his entourage, are they calling representatives? Are they going down to the courthouse? No, 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 they're not. It's the Monica. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why you worry because you feel like, you know, Monica doesn't say, oh, well, you know, I don't fuck with C-Murder no more. Me and him are no longer together. And you feel like the fight is going to change. Mm-hmm. Because the t-shirt where motherfuckers really ain't doing much to make no goddamn difference. So maybe consider the way that you treat people in your lives mm-hmm. when you're fighting for your lives because you're not fighting by your damn self. It might feel like that sometimes yeah. for those people, but I know people locked up and I know people, you know, 
connected to those people who are locked up in romantic ways, in legal ways, mm-hmm. in, you know, for, like all kinds of shit. It's not just you in there fighting for your life. These people are suffering as well. It's not the same as prison. Don't get me <laughs> fucked. I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. But like motherfuckers are not out here building castles made of Twizzlers and yeah. just counting down the days. So... Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with yeah, you right. Yeah, go ahead. Like Seahawks <laughs> said, there's still work to be done. But, oh, why would you bash a black man fighting for his life? Sorry. Why would you give me a reason to? Why would you give me a reason to? <laughs> if that's what a bashing is, if telling the truth about you is bashing you, then maybe you need to reconsider the things you actually say and do. Damn, y'all saying bashing? <laughs> I can show you bashing. That to me, that Life ain't it. Already has. <laughs> okay. Damn. So you should know bashing for the difference between being bashed and this. Nigga, you in prison. <laughs> this is bashing. Okay. More worried about what niggas are saying on Instagram when you are in jail. That is just. God damn, man. Shit is just the judge is not going to be like, well, let me tell you something. Uh. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> so Gone is my favorite goddamn R&B song. All so right. you will be spending the rest of your day. It's not going to happen. Yeah, Stop it. it. Isn't. The abolitionists are still going to be abolitioning. Okay. Before <laughs> you walk out of whose life? Not mine, because you're going back to jail. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> That's it for the uh, tops. Let's move on. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my <laughs> own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. 
Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. We're back. It's time to read your letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. This first letter comes from Charlotte, who says, Hi, Crystal and Fury. I'm a 21-year-old woman in my last year of college. I'm in a long-distance relationship with my boyfriend, who's 25 years old. Long distance is hard, but we've been able to make it work. One thing that has always been a point of tension in our relationship is the different standards that we hold each other to. Well, it's more like the standards he holds me to, and then I have to get in a whole argument to get those same things in return. For example, one time we got in an argument because I wanted to do a movie night, and I wouldn't tell him which movie it was before we started. He got super mad and hung up the phone, and when I called him back, he said the waiting shit triggered him because of trauma he has from football when he had to stand on the line not knowing what drill was coming. I looked at him like, are you kidding me? I know he hates surprises, but are you... Are you kidding me? Or the double standards. Like, I have to be on the phone with him when I walk places, but he can hang up before he even leaves the house. Or I have to text every hour when I go out, but he can go MIA. He even got mad when I was abroad and my phone died. I know this may seem small, but I'm only 21. He's a great guy. I love him and my family loves him. I know he wants me for the long haul and plans on working around my career goals. I just feel like I have to put so much work into him being a good life partner. Is this normal? I really need y'all's advice. I've been listening since high school and you've kept me company during some really tough times. Thank you, Charlotte. Oh, man. I never know how to feel when y'all say you've been listening since you were children. It is what it is. Yeah, but still. Oh, Charlotte. Um. This nigga sounds like a chop, so... Mm-hmm, hmm I have to agree. You want to go ahead and take this one, because... It's just, it's... There so many red flags. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, like I picked this. Be a roller coaster <laughs> on the other side. I, because we, we were talking before about, like, red flags that people don't really notice are red flags until shit gets too late, and then in hindsight, you're like, hmm... This was a warning sign. This is a warning sign. This man, you're 21. He's 25. Y'all have been together for two years. Okay, that's not so crazy. 19 and 23 is not so wild. Um, however, the things you're talking about, these aren't little minor issues where we can talk it out, you know, be rational and move on. Because if that were the case, you wouldn't still be dealing with them. Like, the whole, the whole, um, not finding out what movie it was we were watching for a movie night and then linking it to being triggered during football practice. I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. That you said, like, are you kidding me? And like, that is a little confusing to me as well. But, you know, I'm willing to accept that maybe he just hates surprises and you refusing to tell him what movie y'all watching was deeply irritating. I can see that. I can't see connecting it back to like, being traumatized from football, but I can see being annoyed that you wouldn't just tell me what fucking movie we watching. 
However, then you go on and talk about these double standards that exist in the relationship where he expects you to stay on the phone when you go places, but he don't have to do none of that shit. And you have to text every hour when you go out. You have to check in with this man every hour like he's your boss or your daddy. What? Your phone dies and he gets pissed off? No. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. You said it may seem small. It does not seem small. They seem like issues that are annoying now and are only going to get worse. This is controlling. This is a a big red flag that this will be a a partner who is even more controlling when y'all are no longer long distance, when he can actually be physically near you and have just more of a um, like a physical presence in your life. You said he's a great guy. You love him. Your family loves him. He wants you for the long haul. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. He scooped you up when you were 19. And if he can get you to go along with this behavior now, then you'll be much less likely to leave for it later because it'll be, oh, well, I've been putting up with it all this time or this is just how he is or this is how he shows me he loves me or this is, you know, this is how I know that he gives a damn about me. Your man don't care if you go out all night and you don't have to check in every hour with your man because he don't give a shit about you. Like, that's the sort of stuff that we start telling ourselves when we're in these situations or maybe that we even start hearing from other people. So I'm really glad you wrote this in because for a lot of grown people, you may hear this and be like, oh, girl, break up with that nigga and like do it now. But you're young and maybe you don't realize that like you said you, you feel like you have to put so much work into him being a good life partner, him being respectful of you as a human being, respecting your autonomy, your ability to make decisions for yourself. For you to go out and not have to check in with him every hour like that. That is it's ridiculous, baby. It absolutely crosses the line. This is not healthy behavior. If I was your therapist and you told me this was the dynamic with this man, I would be working on trying to get you to see how you deserve better than this. Do you want a boyfriend or a stepdaddy? This man is not raising you. Right. Yeah. It's the have to's for me. Like I'm like, oh, I have to do this and and we do that. I have to do that. You have to? Right. Like what you gonna get a whooping? You you must do these things. You gonna get boyfriend? Yelled at? He's gonna get all condescending. Is he gonna get all Yeah, what are the consequences for you not being on the phone with him when you walk the seven eleven? Are you gonna get a lecture? And told how you know better than that? And you're making him look bad? And why should there be consequences for this? Yeah. You guys are asking yourself tough questions. Because let me tell you something, sweetie. 21, beautiful place to be. Niggas falling out the sky on your head. You can literally miss one and catch another in 15. So it's not it's not giving controlling out here. Not in 2024. I'm like mm-hmm. you will be feeling like oh all of this is an effort to like show you how much they care I'm not trying to hear all that shit and nigga always know where you at means he always know where not to be mm-hmm. you feel me like there's all kinds of elements that go into being this controlling this manipulative the whole not telling you what the movie thing is and you know I have football trauma like I can respect that just because it's like at least you are acknowledging 
that you have some sort of, you know, trauma that might be triggered by certain things. I don't necessarily see the connection to this yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but we could talk about trauma. I'm all about talking about mental health and emotions and all that stuff. I feel like it's a great way to get to know a person and to properly communicate with that person and all that other stuff. It just doesn't sound like what he was talking about. When you say the rest of this, it don't yeah. sound like any of that is what I'm talking about. It, it just <laughs> sounds like more game to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. If it was a thing where it's like, oh, it sounds like you really you get anxiety that might be triggered by waiting or guessing and stuff like that or whatever. And so while I'm talking about, you know, Amazon prime video and you're talking about football in high school, I'm like, how do these things, I'm sure a fair fist. Yep. Yep. Or someone, you know what I mean? Could bridge those gaps mm-hmm. or whatever, but then you talk about this thing going. You, your phone dies and he freaks out on you like phones don't die. The fuck are you talking about? Like I'm not your baby. You didn't make right. me. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to you. And like, does your daddy require you or your mom? <laughs> like, do your guardian at home or whoever the fuck actually did you know spit you out? Do they yeah. like bitch? Call me. Da, 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 da. So if it's not given that, why the fuck should it give it, it be given from this twenty five year old nigga? I don't give a fuck that you you love him. That's what you're supposed to feel with the person you relationship with. I don't give a fuck that his family like you. Great, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like none of that shit has anything to do mm-hmm. with him being way, 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 way too controlling. And you have to set the standard for what you what mm-hmm. your relationship is going to be. Really, already it should have been that. You know. Yeah. But, it really just sounds like he's playing games, sis, and he's going to continue to play mm-hmm. games and mm-hmm. lash out every time. You can't, you're not on no 50-50 type shit. Like Crystal said, he's he's trying to step at you. And that's not even sexy. Maybe it is to some of y'all. You know what I mean? Mm. Depending on your circumstances, but bitch. The fuck? The yeah. Fuck? I'm not going to call you every single time I leave the house to do all this shit. Like, for what? And I don't want you to do that shit for me either. That's the thing. Yes, like, please don't. one thing, it's like, if the same thing every time he left the house he'll call you or whatever even if it reciprocated i would still think that it was telling signs of of the very same things that we just discussed right but like even if that was the vibe bitch i don't want to talk to you every motherfucking time you leave the house either like what are we doing leave me the fuck yeah. alone like you can't go out with your friends for a birthday dinner or something without setting a reminder on your phone to text this nigga. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. like y'all are very young, early to mid twenties. Gives this kind of antics. I don't want to be so far removed from that experience to just be like, all of y'all need to have super, super mature, you know, developed perspectives on this type of stuff. But niggas be knowing what they're doing, even at twenty five. Mm. You know what I mean? He may not have a zoomed out perspective on why he's controlling and manipulative and doing these things, mm-hmm. but I'm sure he knows he's controlling your ass. So, yeah. like, right. the break can go so far. Because mm-hmm. when you asked, Charlotte, if this is normal, unfortunately, it kind of is normal. But, right. you know, it it is. It's kind of normal. It is. It is common. We see this a lot. This happens a lot. But just because it's common does not mean it's acceptable. It's not. A lot of people are putting up with shit in relationships that they, does they treatment that they really don't deserve. So um, I cannot stress enough that I want you to leave this man. Um, I 
feel the same. Please do. Please leave this nigga before you graduate. Honestly, uh, maybe even before the new year, girl, but... Please. The sooner the better, I think. Um, And I'm glad it's long distance. Hopefully he won't be you know, anywhere near you when you do this. Like, I'm I'm just thinking about your safety. But, yeah, girl, when when we talk about red flags, this is this is big. And it's waving real hard. And just, take, yeah, take it from your ghetto-ass older cousins. This this ain't it. That's okay. Nice. Uh, best of luck to you. Let's do one more. This one comes from Helen, who says, I'm a married 40-something with two small children who are five and seven, and I don't really have many options when it comes to relatives able to help watch my kids when needed. Most still work or live far away or have other obligations that make it hard. (coughs) However, my mother is in her late 60s and lives nearby, and she often asks to spend time with the kids because she truly enjoys being a grandmother. She still works, but every other weekend, most months, she requests that we drop her babies off to her and go about our merry business. This has been a blessing. I struggle with asking for that type of help, knowing that kids are no picnic, and I have two that are very close in age. Not everyone is open to that type of commitment. My issue is with my sister, who is nine years younger than me. She struggled both physically and emotionally most of her life and has often bounced around living-wise, always landing back with our mother. When she's back at home, she has very strict rules about her space, such as who can be around and who can visit. That's your mama's house? Yep. (laughs) So the very first people she complains about are my kids. She says she doesn't want her weekends ruined by having kids around. And because our mother worries about her mental health, she'll cancel on me or disappear altogether, sometimes going months without seeing her grandchildren in order to protect my sister's feelings. My question is, would I be wrong to call out my sister's selfishness in this after being on on her own for the past year? She's now planning on moving back in with our mother permanently, and we are bracing for her rules to go into effect again. My husband is upset because he has also grown accustomed to having the kids away to have some time to himself. But I immediately pushed back, reminding him that it was a benefit we had, not something we were entitled to. I'm very protective of my sister. Yes, I'm very protective of my sister, knowing how fragile she can be. But she can be selfish. While I understand she's going through a lot, I also think she's being unreasonable. I've suggested resources to her, such as counseling, reminded her to keep up with her doctor's appointments and make the lifestyle changes she's been explicitly told would improve her health. I call her almost daily, all to fall on deaf ears. Um, There's more here about your sister being annoying. My mother is also affected. She secretly calls me and complains about my sister's bad habits and cries about missing her grandbaby. Oh, but then my. she refrains from confronting her because most times it ends up in a shouting match. My children have started asking when they can spend the night again with grandma, and I feel like there has to be a solution or compromise somewhere. I'm stuck on what to do because I know that bringing this to her will make her feel defensive and upset. Please help with deep love for what you both do. Sincerely, Helen. Helen, let me ask you a question. You have been very far from the mic. I have because like I just I, I told you I'm tired and this chair is so comfortable. Um, Helen, let me ask you something. Who is your sister, Baby D? Are you is Ronda Rousey? Who the fuck? Who do you? Oh Lord, <laughs> what are you talking, Naomi? Who do you? Who is your sister? Your sister. Uh, MMA fighter like what's going on why is everybody giving first of all 
How is it that you, a 30-something-year-old, I'm assuming, because she's 40-something, nine years younger, mm-hmm. you establish rules in your mother's house? Mm-hmm. Does she pay? Does she buy the house? Does she pay for the house? She pay rent? No. Even? No, we don't get any details about her paying rent. I'm gonna, I doubt it very much. This is really upsetting for me. Like, Mm -hmm. one of the things that gives me a lot of anxiety as a person who struggles with mental health is how it rubs off on my family and the people closest to me, especially in ways that I'm not like aware of, um, that sort of thing. So, like, mm-hmm. the idea that you feel or anybody feel like they could just kick open their mama house, <laughs> they, their mama front door, and be like, "I'm back, bitch." Um, tell them little raggedy ass kids they can't come back over here no more because I want to hang out on the weekends and I don't want it ruined by children. So I don't know what your children do. I guess they both play you drum and bass. I guess they they must like <laughs> practice parkour around the house or something like that. I don't know how you know those weekends are ruined mm-hmm. by um. Her nieces, nephews, I don't think you said the gender of the kids, but the kids. Yeah. Um, but like past that, it's just there's so much nerve in this situation for me. And it's like really, really gross to be that manipulative of your family, especially your 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 parent or parents and try to use your mental health as an excuse to do Mm -hmm. so. What the fuck makes you think that it's okay to sever the relationship or the closeness between a grandmother, your mama, and her grandkids because you staying in her house? Bitch, are you dizzy? What the fuck are you talking about? That's mm-hmm. wild. And to know that in secret, my mama is frustrated and she coming to me saying something, but she don't want to say nothing to you because she wants to respect your emotion and doesn't want, like, I'm too impatient for that type of shit. I'm keeping a buck. Like, I think that I know I'm going to have a conversation with you about this and I'm going to tell you how not right it is. And I'm going to say... Even in the same breaths where I tell you that I love you, I want the best for you, I want you to be healthy, I want you to be happy, I want you to also understand that you are being inconsiderate, mm-hmm. you're being unfair. You're also, you have to consider now there are a five-year-old and a seven-year-old that call you or consider you auntie, know mm-hmm. you to be their auntie, that are hurt because you don't want to come over here. They want to be spend time with their grandma. We don't even have crazy family connections and like that all over the place willy nilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because what you want to sit up here and and eat wheat thins and and <laughs> and watch half and half on Netflix, like what what's it giving? What are you talking about? That's not okay. 
So I don't know if it requires a, a one-on-one conversation, if it requires an intervention, if it requires mm-hmm. a therapist. I don't know what it's going to take, but I know that my kids are going to their grandma's house. <laughs> Period. Point blank. Like, that's what's going to happen. You're not going to deny my children. Mm-hmm. Like, the the experience or opportunity that many kids have and love, especially when they're fucking five, six, seven, four years old. Yeah. It's going over to their grandma's house who's going to spoil them probably mm-hmm. and fill them up with sugar and let them stay up late and yep. let them watch whatever the fuck they want to and hug on them and kiss on them and kick cook to whatever the fuck their favorite thing is. Like, basic grandma shit. You're not going to deny my kids that experience because you got whatever the fuck you got going on in your head. Ain't nobody treating you like they don't give a fuck. And sweetie, we can get to that too. But something's gonna give. We're gonna have some sort of compromise. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you need a boyfriend. I don't know if you need a, a best friend. I don't know where you're gonna go on some of these weekends or some of these days when my babies are over here, bitch. But the, the buck stops mm-hmm. here. Yeah, maybe a part-time job or something you can do. Hello! On those days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the fuck? girls are, think like, girls are hiring yeah I'm and past you... that it's beating your ass and i and i hate <laughs> to say that like i really really do like <laughs> like like we're last resort last resort okay okay last resort well i'm glad you brought up that side of it because <laughs> the point that i wanted to make above anything else is that your mother is enabling this behavior period Not only does she allow your sister to come live with her, which is reasonable, understandable, but she allows your sister to set the rules of the house as if it's not her home. It's great that everybody wants to be mindful of your sister's physical and emotional struggles. However, we cannot be so mindful that we allow people to to dominate, control, engineer our lives for their own comfort. Especially to the detriment of everybody else. <laughs> your mother misses her grandbabies. Your kids miss their grandma. And so what? because your 30-something-year-old sister moved back in and and has wants quiet around and has strict rules. You can have strict rules for your space when it's your space. But this isn't your space. I'm so lost. Right. So... I'm really I'm really confused as to why your mother allows your sister to move back in and then Same. dictate who can and cannot come into her house. Like that you're, you're have, the I mean it might like weaponize and she likely weaponizes her home. Mm, and everybody's afraid, yeah. you know, to upset her because of what she might do or what she might do again. Yeah. Well, and so and and your your mom might have some of her own feelings through that that she needs to work through. Maybe there was some childhood shit with her and your sister. She might feel any number of ways about parents, especially mothers, tend to feel guilty when their children grow up and are anything less than, like, thrilled with life. So your mom probably has her own complicated issues about your sister to work through. But she does need to address these issues because she's hurting herself and the grandbabies who really don't deserve this. Kids who are five and seven, and they're used to coming to hang out with grandma once or twice a month on the weekend or whatever, and now all of a sudden grandma say they can't come over, they they take that as something being wrong with them. Why doesn't grandma want us anymore? Right. But like, 
children are very egocentric and the, mm. their world is them. So yeah. when something happens that feels like it's against them, it feels like it's their Personal. fault. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, why you don't want me over no more? Oh, because Johnny Kathy is here and she don't like the sound of kids. So you care more about what ain't Kathy care about than hanging out with us? That's how little hanging out with us means to you? Jesus. Those kids don't deserve that. So I'm And neither fan. does your mama, like you said, because I'd be ready to step out that, like kids alone. Yeah, if my mama can't just, even mama have peace in her own damn house. She's grown. So like the, the kids are the ones who don't have no power in the situation. True. That grown ass woman, if I were you, is it, when, would you be wrong to call it out? Girl, no. I think you'd be wrong if you stayed silent. I would say yeah. something to both of them. I, ideally, both of them together. Without yeah. the kids or your husband there, just the three of y'all sitting here talking and being like, I got to say something because it's not fair. Like, yes, we do enjoy, you know, having our our two nights a month where we get to just be grown and not have to worry about kids. Yes, we enjoy that. But the children genuinely love you and you love them and it's not right. So like, like you said, a compromise is very much possible here. Yeah. A solution exists. And if it is, hey, why don't you go get a part-time job at the library or something and go work while the kids come play? Or why don't we get you some noise-canceling headphones and you could cut right. on the Andre 3000 flute album and zone the fuck out and we can have the, the door shut and everybody knows auntie needs her quiet time. Like, And, and that's fine. The kids leave her alone and, and they still get to hang out with grandma and everybody's happy. So Hello. I definitely think you should say you something. You can turn it up. Um, Thank you. And best of luck dealing with this with this situation, with this dynamic, because I know it has to be challenging. Okay. We are going to wrap up the letters right there for this week. Again, if you have a question for us, send it to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take another quick break and be right back. Right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking about in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms. 
then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. All right, y'all. Welcome back. It's one, two, three, four. Make a wish. And it's time for the read. It was one, two, three, four for me. Okay. Love that. <laughs> do you want... I'm passing my read. So do you want to go first or you want me to go um, first? You can go first. Really okay. So like I said, I am going to pass my read this week. Pass the read like we used to. Um, and this one comes from Kay. Thank you, Kay, for writing this out. Again, if you have a read you want to pass, send that to passthereed at gmail.com. Um, and this is about Juliana Margulies. Did you hear about what she said? I did. Okay. So Kay says, <clears throat> if you haven't heard, Juliana went on a bit of a tirade on a podcast recently because she was upset by how some college clubs were reacting to the genocide in Gaza. What happened? A club had a sign that said, no Zionists allowed. What did Juliana say they did? Claim they had a sign that said, no Jews allowed. Obviously, as a person with a brain, you and I know that Zionism and Judaism are two different things. In fact, Zionists include a whole bunch of the 619 million or so evangelical Christians in the world. So numerically speaking, being against Zionists excludes more Christians than Jewish people who number about 15 million. And of course, not all of them are Zionists. But Juliana is dizzy and it only got worse. This club happened to be for black lesbians. And the way Miss Juliana spits out black lesbian club, you'd think she had just had somebody take a whole shit in her mouth. But don't worry, because I guess her offense isn't because she's racist, even though she did claim that black people are brainwashed to hate Jews, or that she's homophobic, even though she also claims that these lesbians and the they-thems, or whatever they want us to call them, would be the first ones killed in Islamic countries. Juliana actually says that she was more offended, quote, as a lesbian, end quote, by the club's actions than as a Jewish person. But she's not a lesbian, is she? You may be thinking to yourself, and the answer is no. She sure the fuck is not. But on the Apple TV series, The Morning Show, Juliana plays a lesbian. So she was offended as someone who plays a lesbian on a TV show about a TV show. (laughs) Juliana, you dizzy fucking bitch. Let's start with the Islamophobia because I hate when people suggest that because people in Islam can be homophobic, that means bombing innocent people in Palestine is cool. I don't think bombing them would make them any less hateful towards gays. Do the mortar shells Blair RuPaul tracks on the way down? I think that would hurt our cause more than anything, and it for sure hasn't helped Israel's. And does this mean we get to fuck up Florida? Because the U.S. is homophobic as fuck, bitch. So why is it always only Islamic homophobia that we take issue with? This, then let's talk about the they, them, or whatever, which Juliana says she respectfully really made a point of paying attention to. Clearly you did not, bitch, because otherwise that sentence wouldn't even come out of your raggedy, slim lip mouth. And now let's just talk about the people of Palestine and how this fucking rich, American, dizzy-ass, moron-like, many-like-er continuously ignores the actual fucking issue that people are talking about, which is the slaughter and genocide of people in front of our fucking faces. When a club of black lesbians puts up a sign against Zionism because of genocide and your takeaway is, as a TV lesbian, I'm mad. Bitch, you have no soul. While you want on your podcast, you think the people in Palestine who are being bombed to death and carrying their relatives' body parts around with them in bags are being homophobic to the they-thems. I promise they do not have time for it. These people are living second to second, not knowing when their last moment with friends or family could come. And we really have every single rich, 
non-Middle Eastern living actor and actress up in the media talking about how offended they are by the world's reaction to this obvious slaughtering of innocents. When are these people going to wake up and smell the nationalism that has been pumped into them? When will they take a step back and think to themselves, hmm, maybe being offended and being bombed are not the same thing. And actually one is much worse. And maybe we should deal with that thing. I wish I knew because it seems pretty fucking obvious. But alas, here we are. Love you guys. Keep the blackness alive. Thanks, Kay. Thank you, Kay, because I was going to talk about this anyway. And I truly love the way you laid it out. I could not believe that of all the people Juliana could have called out, period. It's like, y'all just love to come for us. As if, again, like I said last week, as if Black people, first of all, are expected to be better, morally superior to anybody else. Like, of all the, like, people, everybody has so much to say. Like, people of all races are protesting what is going on in Palestine. People of all races are at these marches talking about, fuck you, Joe Biden, blood is on your hands because of the genocide that is being committed against the Palestinian people. It's the United States that vetoed the ceasefire um, effort that the UN put out the other day. It was the United States that, even though most of the countries was like, yeah, girl, like, tell them to chill. It's more than enough. The U.S. said, let them keep going if they want to. And yet we are the ones you so fucking worried about. A club of black lesbians at a fucking university. And then to be like, well, as somebody who plays a lesbian on TV, I, bitch, stop right there. Just stop right the fuck there. It was stupid from the beginning. So thank you, Kay, for, for writing out this past the read and sending it on in because you really took the words right out of my mouth. And again, if you have one for us, Past the read at gmail.com. But yeah, Juliana had that coming and you deserved every word of it, bitch. I don't know what some of y'all think. Mm-hmm. I really, really don't. And it's so annoying how many incredibly privileged, like short sighted people are coming out and, and thinking that they're saying these like profound, mm-hmm. you know, pro Jewish things when. Like, a lot of times you're completely tone deaf, you're missing the mark, and you're just spreading, like, vitriol more than, mm-hmm. like, knowledge or, or anything helpful. That's obviously, I'm, also, I'm talking about specifically a lot of these, specifically these doofy celebrities and rich people who are coming out and being like, well, black people are, are lower than Jewish people, so why do you even, why do you not want Jewish people to come to your movie? Like, what are you... What? This is what you have to add to this discussion that's going on while bodies are still piling up? Mm-hmm. You want to know why black lesbians put up a, 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 a poster somewhere that you made up? <laughs> like, I just, what? Right. And then what? you turned it into no Jews allowed, which would be a problem. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's not what that's. So you're not even like, oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> Meanwhile, only one side has a military. Only one side has an army. Only one side has heavy weapons, military equipment. Like, that. it's it's a genocide, girl. It's just like the whole thing is obviously very nuanced and has lots of depth and history and pieces to it. And it's obviously all very sensitive and so on. And then you have people who say stuff like this. It's yep. like... Yep, exactly. 
what? This is what you're adding to the conversation? That's the the shit that's been shocking. It's been a lot of stuff that's been said that, you know, I can understand whether I agree with it or not, where it's mm-hmm. coming from. And then you have what this bitch said. Yeah. Just like, what? What? So but then you get, you know, people are crazy, especially yeah. rich people and rich mm-hmm. privileged people. They have like no idea what's going on in the world at all. So they just be talking out their ass half the time. Yeah. Well, I'm done. Thank you, Kay. Appreciate it, babes. What about you? I truly don't have anything um, prepped. I was going <laughs> to talk about how um, it's ridiculous to me that they made a Good Burger 2 when a Keenan and Kel reboot was right there. But it's probably a larger commitment maybe to do a reboot, rebooted series or something like that. Maybe they could have done a Keenan and Kel movie. But that would have been super easy mm. to do. Because a lot of these things, these rebooted stuff from, like, the 90s and 80s, it's like you're taking people that are adults from... Mm-hmm. And and placing them back in a story that is really based in something childish. Mm-hmm. You know, a doofy cash register worker at a fast food place that sings, I'm a do-. Like, that's very... Oh, yeah. Kid. You know, so regardless of how you fast forward it, it's not that it's impossible to make it good. It's just like, why? Keenan and Kel, on the other hand, was literally just about two best friends where one of them was always trying to hit a lick. That was it. <laughs> like, there's no... That's there. That could so easily be a thing where you take it forward and now Keenan got kids or Kel got kids or they both got kids or whatever. And now even more than when he was a child and just wanted money because of money and wanted fame because of fame, maybe he has people or they have people they're responsible for or circumstances that get serious, a parent gets sick or da-da-da-da or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now they go on this quest. But Keenan always has a million. I'm just like, I don't know. I think I saw a picture of them together. or There was like an article talking about how they reconciled and stuff. And I just thought, man, that Good Burger trailer looked bad. Of course, I didn't watch the movie. And I was just like, Keenan and Cal with a black writer's room today? Mm. Eat! Yeah. They could chew! Yeah, they could. It's not really a read, though. Mm. That's all. Okay. Well, I guess that will wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Thank you for tuning in. As always, check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com, and you can find our merch over at shoptheread.com. We are celebrating our 11-year anniversary. Sounds so crazy to say that out loud, but Sunday, February 4th, here at the Beacon Theater in New York City. Tickets will be available on Friday, December 15th at 10 a.m. Eastern on Ticketmaster.com. So I was about to say probably when this comes out, but this show comes out Thursday, so... Never mind. Um, But yes, our 11-year anniversary show coming up here in just a couple of months. Wild to think about. But yeah, Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, Ticketmaster.com. Any other news or such from you? Again, congratulations on your shows last week. I heard nothing but amazing things. Really wonderful feedback. And proud of you for getting it done. Thank you. Um... Nothing to add. Just thank you so much, everybody who came out to the improv for the shows. 
Um, I really enjoyed my time with y'all. It was very special and fun, and everybody was really, really kind and sweet. Um, check out Rap Shit. We've got two episodes left mm-hmm. of the season. As of the this episode's, today's podcast episode release. Oh, yeah. Um, so check that out if you haven't already before the season ends and, um, go be, go be a half decent person for once Mm. in your life. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm just, just go do something nice or whatever, or go smile at someone. Yes. Enjoy the holidays and take care of yourselves. We'll see y'all next year. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.